welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of intrepid explorers with way too many board games. I'm Tom, the bodyguard, and I'm joined by... Your esteemed leader, Justin. Hmm. 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 Uh, geologically sound, Adam. And, of course, the medic, Debbie. Geologically sound... I don't know. It makes you sound yeah. like a rock something. Ge- geologically knowledgeable, Adam? Educated? Uh, Educated. Ge- geologist, Adam? Ge- geologist, Adam. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, there's, there's if a only word there was a word for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is, this is a board game podcast where we play board games in our collections sometimes, and we talk about them. We are talking about Subterra, a game that we don't own. None of us. None of us own this. We played it on Tabletopia, which I keep wanting to say is tapioca for some reason. Um, so, Subterra is a game where a- apparently a group of amateur spelunkers get lost in a cave. Now, I don't know how many amateurs go rampaging around, like, really deep caves, but I guess you gotta, you gotta get there eventually. Anyway, just seems weird. Anyway, uh, a, 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 um... This is a theme that I find very terrifying because I don't like the idea of being trapped in a tight, dark space for the rest of my 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 days. Uh, so uh, it's it's no surprise. This is kind of like a little bit of a survival horror game, a co-op survival horror game where you are trying to escape from a uh, dark and spooky cave. Uh, since no one owns this, I've got the description from the publisher on Board Game Geek just to give you a little little flavor of what uh, what they think is important. Oh, this is long. Oh well, soldier through it, I guess. A one to six player cooperative game of terrifying cave escape. Players take the role of amateur cavers attempting to escape an unexplored network of subterranean tunnels before the lights flicker out or the darker things beneath the earth catch up to them. In Subterra, players spend their turn exploring and revealing the tunnel system around them, attempting to survive the various perils of the cave from floods and cave-ins to gas leaks and scree. Players each have a role which gives them specialist abilities such as an engineer with dynamite to blast a new route or a scout to find a route more easily. New tiles are placed from a randomized stack of cave features which determines whether you'll be hit with a dead end or a range of new options. At the end of each turn, players face the reality of their situation with a hazard card drawn to determine what danger causes them damage or cuts off their way out of the horror below. These cards are finite, and when they run out, your torches flicker, and the air feels tight, and your chance of survival diminishes quickly. And that's the end. That There's one sentence there that seemed kind of weird. I'm just going to reread it. What danger causes them damage or cuts off their way out of the horror below? I mean, no, Does, I mean, I thought sense? it was a little odd when I heard you With say With hazard it, cards but... drawn to determine what danger causes them damage or cuts off their way out of the horror below. It's, it's, yeah, no, it's weirdly written. Okay. No. It's not just me. It's right, the cool. cuts off their way out of the horror below. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Doozy. Mm. Looking a little sus. Yeah, very questionable. <laughs> anyway, uh, so as the uh, game explanation uh, there sort of alludes to, uh, you uh, you start your game off and you're going to get yourself a, a player card. And uh, each one of these rolls is in, uh, you know, in sort of co-op fashion, a little bit different. So the bodyguard gets five health right off the bat, whereas whereas most of the explorers get three, as well as he is the only one that can 
can do something special, which is, um, I guess this is a bit of a, I was going to leave this for later, but there's monsters down here and he's the only one that can fight off the monsters. So everyone's going to get their role. Uh, they're, they're all a little bit different. You've got people that can do bandages. You got people that can blow holes in the walls. You've got people that can direct other people. And you've also got a stack of cave tiles, which you're going to like take the, the cave exit is going to sit, uh, gently, uh, possibly unused throughout the game, uh, in the bottom six set stack of tiles, you're gonna, you're gonna grab five normal tiles and one cave exit, it's gonna shuffle them up, and so you know that the cave exit's going to be somewhere near the absolute bottom of this stack. You shuffle the rest of your tiles up and you plonk them on top, that is how many tiles you have to get through to get to the exit, essentially. As well as there's going to be a group of hazard cards, which you're going to pick out, whether you're a beginner, an intermediate, or an expert, and sort of come up with a grouping of, uh, of shit that's going to happen to you, which is uh, none, of, none of it's pleasant. Um, and that's essentially how you start the game. You start on this, uh, this tile in the middle, which has four exits, and on your turn you get two, uh, what's a time, worth of actions. And so there's a bunch of actions, and each action costs a little bit different. So you got your vanilla move, which is like, oh, you're just moving from one tile to another. If you spend two time, you can do a sprint, which is a, or a run, which gives you three movement. Ooh, you're so fast, but basically your turn's over. There's a reveal, which is like grabbing a tile off the top, and you get to stick it on one of the sides uh, in an orientation that uh, makes sense. And then there's explore, which is kind of like a move and a reveal at the same time, except you just you just hop on in there and whatever random nonsense happens to be on the other side, well, too bad, bucko, because that's what you're dealing with. There's other things like being able to place rope, swim, essentially ways to deal with hazards, um, like digging yourself out. And most of these cost two time as well as some of them take a skill check. Anytime you have to do a skill check, you take a D6 and you roll the dice, and if you get four or higher, you pass the skill check. Yay! So if you're doing the rope one, where sometimes you'll hit a cliff and you need a rope, you gotta roll roll the die. And if you get a four or higher, or you happen to be the leader, you can do three or higher, and then you, you got a rope down, because you just, like, lasso it over that bad boy. Good job. And uh, and from then on out, you've, you've got a rope. Um... There are other situations in which you uh, in which you roll the die. One of them is that you can always grab yourself one extra time worth of actions by exerting yourself, and that just gives you an extra time. But at the end of your turn, you have to roll a die, and if you pass the skill check, you don't take a damage. And if you you don't, you, you take a damage, uh, which can be a good way to uh, make yourself fall unconscious. Uh, so the way the game works is that uh, you start with the start player, whoever that happens to be. You um, you let them do their two actions, and then everybody else goes around the table doing their two actions trying to churn through this deck of tiles trying to avoid uh, obstacles where you can and trying to just make a way so that everyone can kind of get to the exit once everyone's done with their time uh, you get to uh, uh, get to uh, go to phase two which is uh, horrors horrors move so if there happens to be any uh, lurking demons or whatever this is a balrog hanging around the corner they, they might be coming after you um, but if there isn't you can kind of just ignore that phase um, then you go to the hazard phase, which is you flip over the top card of that old hazard deck and you do whatever it says. Now, hazards can be anything from, uh, there's the, you got your tremors. Tremors is just, there's, for whatever reason, you've been spelunking in a, uh, tectonically <laughs> perilous area. That's not smart in my opinion, but whatever you want to do. That's why you're amateurs. Yeah, yeah, you're going to stay amateurs forever because you'll be dead. Um, So the tremors, everybody does a skill check and whoever fails, they lose a health. That's not so bad, but it can be 
you know, pretty, pretty bad. Flooding. So there are tiles that have water on them. And if flooding happens, then those, those tiles get filled with water and then they're harder to move through. And also if anyone's there, they just take some damage. There's also tiles that have gas symbols on them, which means that if you ever flip over the gas hazard tile, then they just get filled with gas and gas is bad guys. So if you happen to be standing in a room full of gas, then you take two gas damage and it just, that really sucks. But also for the rest of the next turn, there's just gas everywhere. And so if you run through a tile that has gas in it, then you also take two damage there. Uh, Cave-ins are an interesting little thing where you roll a die, and if any of the little squares that you've uh, plunked down happen to have the number on them, then just a rock comes just to tumbling down, and now it's impassable. And if you happen to be unlucky enough to be standing on that tile when this happens, well, you're pretty much just fucked, because uh, it does a whole big old three damage to you. Um, generally, yeah, pretty much just knocking anyone who's not the bodyguard completely unconscious right away. Um, these have to be uh, these have to be dug out using the dig action I mentioned earlier, and that's that's no fun because just it's just moving a bunch of rocks around. So the last hazard that I can even remember is the horror. So if you happen to uh, flip over the horror symbol and you happen to have a horror tile, then you get to plonk down a little horror disc, and uh, then you have to start paying attention to that second phase because they'll start to chase you. And if you ever happen to be in the same square as a horror at any time, unless you're taking a special action called stealth, you are dead and you get devoured. Um, so that's that's no fun. Uh, so don't let that happen to you, which it probably will because there's fucking there's also just fucking dead ends in this stack of tiles. So good luck avoiding them. Um, that's why you need the bodyguard because he goes and he punches them in the face and they go running away. Uh, I don't think that there's any other hazards that I can remember because I did the they get the tremors, the cavens, the gas. Oh the yeah, water. no, there's the the like difficult terrain, but that's not a hazard. Right. That's a there's a tile that's like oh, yeah, yeah. You, when you go through it, you have to do a skill check. You stub your toe and take a damage. Um, yeah, there's just a, there's just, there's a, there's a, there's a few things that trip you up. There's uh there's squeezes, oh, which yes. are mm-hmm. like my special nightmare. Um, and there's, uh, yeah, uh, slides, which are the opposites of cliffs. Cause you, you go one way until you put a rope up and then, then you can climb back up. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. Uh, and yeah, so the game works that you've got these, uh, these phases, you take some actions, you try to get your way through the, uh, through the stack of tiles, trying not to get, uh, knocked unconscious, uh, by gas, water, cave-ins, monsters, and, uh, rolling your ankle, and, um, yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, just, just, just try to get to the end, and, uh, hope, hopefully everyone can get there, and in our case, uh, that, that didn't happen, but it's okay, you still kinda win, <laughs> as long as somebody gets Love up. Love it. So. Two people, at least two people have to get out. Two people isn't total defeat, right. apparently. So, two people is bronze, three is silver, and four or more is gold, um, Anytime you run out of health, you are knocked unconscious, uh, and there is the chance that somebody comes over and is able to provide you with a health, which will bring you back up to uh, to consciousness and let you get your way through, con- continue getting your way through the tunnel. Uh, but when that happens, when you get knocked unconscious, essentially you're you're just sitting there until somebody decides to come around and help you, which could be a while because, again, movement is not easy in this game because there's just stuff everywhere that you uh, you, just, you just generally have to spend a lot of time getting through. And uh, just exerting yourself is a good way of getting some extra actions, but 
eventually if you do that you just you're probably just gonna fall unconscious so um yeah that's basically the game get through the stack of cards spending actions try not to get eaten and uh don't uh try not to let your friends die in a cave one thing i forgot is that the 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 way the timing works is that uh once you run out of hazard cards you'll get to the end where it basically says like there's no more lights essentially your your lights have stopped working (laughs) and the darkness is closing around you and once this happens, at the end of every round, you no longer do normal, boring hazards. Instead, you get to do skill checks in order to just make sure that you don't just fall unconscious and get devoured by a Balrog or whatever. Um, so that's essentially how the game ends, is that you get a bunch of people making it to the exit, and then a bunch of other people just frantically trying to sprint their way uh, to try to get to their friends and hoping not to run into a horror or like a room full of gas or, you know, get crushed by a rock. So, uh, yeah, that's basically the game. Did I forget anything? I don't think so. Sounds yeah, like it's, it. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty simple for the most part. Um, UI on Tabletopia is essentially the same as playing it on Tabletop Simulator, um, although like, you know, a little bit, a lot of bit stripped down, which is, you know... Bad in some ways, but good in others, because there's not so many things that you can just, like, trip yourself over with. Um, so, yeah, it was all altogether fairly nice little experience. Uh, this is an interesting sort of co-op game, because it's not... It's not... Uh, it's kind of all for one, but you... You kind of, you have to have a few people get through and you got to stick together, but also like spreading out is not really great because, well, spread, you have to spread out because you, you, you need to get those tiles and, but, but you want to stick together because, but if you all stick together and then you all hit a dead end, then you're all dead. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting because you have to try to, you have to try to balance spreading out so that you can get as many tiles as you can, but also staying together so that when somebody does finally get to the exit or, um, if you happen to run into a bunch of dead ends, you're not just totally doomed. Um, but also interesting in the fact that it doesn't just make it so that as soon as, as soon as one person loses, you're just all screwed. Like I don't, I can't remember any off the top of my head that don't have like, everyone's got to get out or everybody loses kind of thing. Cause escape is kind of that way where you're supposed to get all the people out. And if anybody is left in there, then you're, you lose pandemic, you all lose together. Um, ghost stories you all lose together right like a lot of co-op games are like you're, you're all in it together and it's all the way through um there's also level seven does it oh right level level seven does it but they also have the weird thing where you're sort of in a campaign so some people don't make it but then you do and then everybody just shows up back again different people but in the same clothes or something <laughs> it, it was their brothers the twins oh yeah, yeah. they're all twins yeah. yeah in our case it would be like they're all septuplets is that the yes. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There was a high turnover. Uh, so ga- game is neat in that respect. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a fun little co-op game, or at least I had a good time with it. Um, some interesting stuff in there. Um, the theme is, I mean, uh, intrinsically terrifying to me, but I didn't find this particularly scary. The addition of things chasing you around, I think, is supposed to be the main hook with this one. But I mean, they just sort of... The way we ended up laying out the map, they sort of ended up just mostly bumble-fucking their way through U-bends, uh, like, far, far away from where we were as we slowly picked our way through the uh, through the cave. Um, so, they, I don't know, they seem to be more or less a non-factor in terms of the things that were really going wrong, which was mostly just cave-ins. Yeah. <laughs> 
There were a lot of cavens. Yeah, cavens, cavens being kind of random. The uh, the hazards being sort of random. So you can always sort of take your chances hanging out in one of these uh, tiles filled with gas or on a on a cave-in tile. And if you're with the bodyguard, the bodyguard's special ability is just stopping other people from taking damage from stuff. So he's just using his big old strong arms to stop a flood. <laughs> It's somehow so um is he moses <laughs> i guess so um moses with biceps so yeah it's got some got some neat little stuff all the characters felt like they had neat little abilities that all made them made them pretty pretty unique and pretty uh pretty necessary in a way that you know co-op games kind of have to have or they'll just be a bunch of people derping around a cave um so i mean i thought it was that was a fairly decent little entry into the uh into the whole thing um Trying to think if there was really anything that stood out, and kind of not. It's kind of a kind of just a just a normal sort of co-op game. What was it that brought this one to your attention, Debbie? So I wanted to sandbag my, you know, continuous positive game bringing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so it's actually it's actually the expansions that really tweak my interest in this one. Um, but of course, you kind of. Uh, you kind of have to, I, th- I think you kind of have to play the base before you can pull the expansions in. I think that if you don't play the base first, I think you're not, I don't know, you're not giving a game a fair shake, I think. But um, the the expansions of this one, from what I can tell, uh, are really interesting to me because the, so the base game is this dungeon crawler, basically, same idea, except obviously it's a cave. Um, and you're, uh, you know, like just slowly, um, revealing kind of how it's built and all this kind of stuff, right? Um, when you get into the expansions, there's expansions that are like, uh, investigate, uh, crap. I probably should have this on my monitor and I don't, but nonetheless, they have different <laughs> points to them. So it's like, to me, it almost like strikes me as like a locked room where you're stuck and you're not just trying to like uh, flail about, right? So some dungeon crawler games uh, admittedly feel very like you're just running around, no idea what's going on, everything's random, um, and uh, they're kind of hard to stomach for a lot of people. Uh, and I often am, am one of them. I'm not the biggest fan usually. Um, but the expansions give you these, just these different, I don't know, these just these, they have these different goals into them and you have to like, there's, um, it, it appears like you're, you're trying to figure something out along with the idea of dungeon crawling and, and that whole aspect. And that's what I really like about it. I find, um, a lot of, you know, the discovery style games, uh, do get a little blase, I guess, uh, because, you just, you don't know what you're going to run into, but you could very easily just, you know, uh, end up in a situation kind of like we were where, you know, uh, we laid the tiles out in a, in a way that allowed us to, you know, have the, the horrors on one side and they kind of just, it took them a while to get to us. Um, this kind of adds to that, which I really enjoy. And I, that's the idea that I was, that I really wanted to kind of, aim for and I really wanted to get to is I want to get to the expansions of this game. With that being said, though, um, there are actually there's aspects of this game that I I quite enjoyed. Um, For whatever reason, this game made me feel like I was in some sort of really bad 
episode of or episode uh movie of indiana jones like i honestly (laughs) felt like i was in the middle of cheesy uh harrison ford style you go somewhere you trigger something some like big giant rock ball starts like rolling towards you and you're you know shit out of luck and you're trying to find something right like this just kind of thematically seemed to I don't know, I guess strike a chord with me just for that reason. I mean, I obviously were of the age that Indiana Jones was a thing. So, you know, like it really reminded me of that and I enjoyed that. And I liked the fact that um, the, the characters were all, I found them all very synergistic. Like I felt like they really fit together in a really good way. So um, sometimes you could end up with one player that ends up, you know, doing, let's say the majority of the work, or you end up with one player who just, they have special abilities, but they just, they never really get used. I feel like every single one of the players that we used or every one of the characters that we used was constantly being used and was truly necessary for us to actually get to the point that we got to. Um, And I don't, like, I really don't think that it would have been possible without it. Like, Adam, I think, God, the amount of times I had to pick up Adam's limp body from the ground was, I mean, kind of absurd. (laughs) Um, And, I mean, the bodyguard, the bodyguard took on so much damage. Same thing. I kind of had to, like, continually pick around and make sure that everybody kind of had enough health, right? Justin was continually allowing me to do that and allowing us to, you know, like, when you... When you first start playing this game and you're just like, you're just like, yeah, okay, so we're just going to flip tiles and we're just going to explore. And it felt kind of dry and and dumb, so to say, until somebody pointed out the deck of cards and how big of a difference there is between the, the cards, the hazard cards, and the number of tiles that we actually need to make it through. And all of a sudden it was like, everybody got a little bit of a fire under their bum and it was like, uh oh, <laughs> like we actually need to, you know, you, you can't just bumble your way through this game. Like you're, you really are going to end up in a, in trouble if, if one person is trying to continually do stuff. So there's things about this, like I said, that I just, that I enjoyed. Um, the randomness, I feel like there was, like, yes, there is a lot of randomness in the fact that you have to roll die and you have to do your um, your skill check. I, I enjoyed that during the game. Um, I'm kind of, and you're going to hear it from Adam soon, I'm sure. Uh, there's a, there's, there's something about the idea that once you run out of time, you have to do a skill check at every round to basically figure out if you're going to get eaten alive. And I feel like that's really extreme. But with that being said, there's a lot of games that are like, if you didn't make it in this amount of time, you're done. So I kind of have to appreciate the mm-hmm. fact that the that the developers or designers, whatever, did kind of try to make it so that it is possible to still get out of the game, even if you, you know, ran out of time. Like if you're a couple of, if you're like three three steps away from getting to the exit, it's still technically yeah. possible for you to get there rather than you just like straight yeah. out and losing. I think that that's like a... I mean, that's it's kind of hard to stomach sometimes, right? Like, I we've had discussions about this before where it's like you put X amount of time into a board game, you're playing, and all of a sudden it's just like, it's just done. Like, lights out. Sorry, you lost. So I appreciate that that aspect that they built into this game. 
Um, it still feels really harsh, though, and I I don't know. I, I mean, you're the you're I know your group of amateurs that went uh, went splunking in a demon filled cave next to a like a fault yeah. line. I no, mean, I don't I, know. I agree. I feel like maybe you should you know give your head a shake. Sometimes you got to do a little research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta yeah. Google is this cave filled yeah. with monsters? Like, come on. TripAdvisor <laughs> steered me wrong here. <laughs> this is getting a bad Yelp review. <laughs> yeah. So I mean I and I get it, right? Like I feel really dumb saying that it feels harsh, but given the fact that again, there's a lot of games that just honestly they just shut you down. It's just win or lose, that's mm. it, you're done. Um, I kind of like that. In a way, it's good that it feels harsh. Yeah. Like, I think that's the feeling that they were going for. Is But it, yeah, like I, I like how you said, like, because I think when we played something like level seven or a lot of things where it's just like, oh, the last tile got flipped over. It's just over now. And it's like, but I was, I was, uh, I was just like a step away yeah. from the elevator. Like, what the hell yeah. game? I mean, it's still a game, right? Like, I mean, in the end, you still, the point is still to have fun. And I think that that's, I think that they've, thought about that a little bit more versus the reality of the horror genre, which is more of the, if you don't get out, sucks to be you, you're dead. Um, and, and like I said, I, I just, I appreciate that a bit. So I'm just, I'm excited at the idea of playing the expansions. I could, I could 100% get completely slapped on my ass. Uh, that (laughs) no, no. What? No. Now wait a second. <laughs> you wanna yeah. take well, take two? Gonna give you a chance to reword that. Yeah, you you might want to like lock your DMs on Twitter for the next little while. Well, slap my ass. No, I feel like I'm just gonna get knocked upside the head. Like there's there's that very good potential that I'm looking forward to these expansions, thinking that they're gonna be something like really cool, and they could just completely fall flat. Like that is there is one hundred percent possibility that I could be, I mean, revving myself up and getting all excited for something that is going to... You just described balls. Kickstarter. I did. You're <laughs> yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping to sucker these guys into playing one of the one of the expansions, at least one of them. Um, and we can do like a little, you know, cause update because from the looks of it, they are very different. They are, I mean, essentially they're different games. Um, but we'll see. My husband might not allow this. No, that's, that's not necessarily true. I, I would be more than willing to play the, I would be, I would be more, <laughs> I'd be infinitely more willing to play the expansion than I would to be playing the base game again. It's just like this game for me. And from my experience is just, a game that has a ton of pieces that other games do better in every stride. And the thing that really got me about this game is like you put you put a, you put in this RNG random driven mechanic with the die rolls, especially towards the end of the game where it's like, OK, your lights go out, make a skill check or die. And that's it. So now you're you're planting your entire everything on a die roll. And it's like you have a 50-50 shot. Flip a coin. Heads, you live. Tails, you die. It's like and there's zero way to mitigate it. Like there's zero way to mitigate it with within the actual skill portion of the game. There's zero way to mitigate it at the end of the game. It just like, you know, like it's 
some of it just seems way over tuned for what it is like i mean you're you're talking about okay if you get caught in a in a in a rock slide or a cave-in or whatever you're just dead well not dead but you're unconscious that makes sense don't get me wrong it makes sense but like it's just like boom that's it so now you're you're taking someone and if you're and if you are split up from the rest of your group it's going to take them a little while to get back to you to come and pick you back up dig you out whatever that oh, looks but like you can win without it that just, person so <laughs> or or that but <laughs> but then think about being the person at the table at that point where it's like oh okay my team decides that they're just going to go win without me so now i'm just going to sit here for the next 20 minutes while they they just push to the end you know like it it just it it, it just like there's just there's too much like at, at this point like this game came out in what 2017 i believe yes mm-hmm. 2017 so i mean like i think by 2017 we're kind of at a point within board gaming where people were people have like developed different ways in order to do things where it's like okay you know how can we make this difficult while still keeping people involved and it it just it it wasn't it just wasn't like they they just it's not there it's like roll a die or flip a coin in this case and hope to god you call it right or you can just be sitting out for a while while the rest of your your group is is continuing to spelunk and that sucks like that just sucks i i understand where you're coming from i don't think that you'd be able to win this game without everybody being up though mm-hmm. like i think you have to go and rescue your teammates and i mean if if you're if your teammates are one third of the way into the game and they decide to leave your dead body like yeah. Maybe you shouldn't yeah. play with them. Like I don't know. It seems like they're jerks. <laughs> like I don't know if that's the problem of the game. That sounds like you're playing with assholes. Yeah. True. Or you've played the game poorly. Like I mean, if you've split yourself off so far off on your own, I feel like mm-hmm. the people you're playing with should be like, buddy, we kind of have to stay relatively together. <laughs> yeah, or you have to be more careful when yeah. you're going off alone. I don't want to discount the way the way you feel. No, no, for sure. But the the thing is like the like if if all four of us like just went off in all four directions we would have gotten all crushed by rocks and we would <laughs> we would be dead right like you have yeah. to stick together you can't just have everybody going cowboy off because like it's just not going to work but if if three people are down and one person's trying to chew through a stack of 60 tiles to get to the last six and there's 18 cards the math is not on your side, sir. No, not at uh, all. So, I mean, like, there's no way, and I don't even know, it would be a hard ask, I think, if you there was three people doing it, because I just don't think, like, your, your contributions during the game, because your ability was... You get to look at, you get to keep one tile in front of you face up, and then you, anytime you reveal or you explore, you got to pick which tile you want to use, either the one from the top or the one that you had saved up, right? That's right. And like that saved our asses so many times because you were able to mm-hmm. like create dead ends where we weren't going to bother going anyway, or avoid creating like this n- nest of monsters. Um, and like, so I'm surprised that you feel like you weren't involved because you were doing a lot of work. Oh, no, 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 no. I definitely, I definitely feel that I was involved. Don't get that mistaken. I, I guess my, my problem is, is like, if you're going to put a coin flip mechanic into a game and you're going to make like, you're going to make a a certain hinge point of the game revolve around that coin flip mechanic. This is more directed towards once the, the hazard deck runs out, I suppose. Although, I mean... It still just drives me. You probably shouldn't have let it 
get to i mean like that yeah. would i guess the the question right but going back to what debbie is saying like the other options you just you just lose when you hit that end like and i don't think that works any better i suppose because yeah. you could we we drove towards that last little bit and it was really close mm-hmm. and then like you guys were fucked anyway because there's just a horde of monsters coming at you that's true but yeah. but like if you were two steps behind us would it made you have felt better if the game had just ended see, see that's i don't know man it's just like it's it's just give me all all i'm looking for is like give me a way to modify or like manipulate post roll in any capacity they give like oh you mm. take a damage in order to plus or minus the 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 roll by one or 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 f- fucking anything man it just i don't know i like i hate dice driven uh, random bullshit and i mean in on the same coin, though, the, like, there's no way to mitigate any of the cards that flip over. They're all just random number generators in a way. Sure. Sure there is. It's hanging out with the bodyguard, baby. <laughs> I mean, that's true, yeah. Or you needed the uh, the weather wizard from uh, oh, yes. Forbidden Island. Did they have a sorcerer as your climber in this one? I didn't I didn't <laughs> notice that role. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I see what you mean. And it a lot of these things where anything with like a random thing it it can always be it can always sour your experience if you just roll poorly if luck's not on your side and every single time it's just like oh well i might as well just take that damage cube now thank you very much it can be very frustrating and i think the expansions add items and stuff that allow like reroll possibilities and stuff but you know then you're adding comp you're just adding you know more complex elements so so there's a, a line, but I, I don't know exactly where it is. And even a re-roll would be fine. Like take a damage to re-roll. I, I, I'd take that because mm. then at least, you know, you're, you know, if you roll poorly twice, I mean, it, it, at least it's better than just being like, hey, I get one, get one crack at this and only one crack at this. And so if it goes tits up, then it's, then I'm just cooked. Question for you. So mm-hmm. uh, in Betrayal, so Betrayal, yeah. it has kind of the same dungeon crawler-esque mechanism, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we're not going to talk level seven because level seven was, and I mean, for my opinion, it was a hot mess. So I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I know I, you loved it. I, I th- um, yeah, <laughs> I was all right. Uh, uh, mansion, no. Mansions of Madness. Thank and, you, and by, yes. and by betrayal, just for context, we're talking about betrayal at House on the Hill, right? Yes, 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 yes. So in those games, there's a point where it gets to where you, you, you're kind of stuck in the same situation, right? Like, mm, how so? Well, because there's an end to the game, right? Like it's the game doesn't continue on until you win. Uh, like, yeah, in Mansions of Madness, it kind of has like, yeah, where the slow escalation. And then once it's kind of like, you know, guys, you're taking too much time. Like every single round, there's going to be like a really hard hitting event that's just going to attrition you to death if you don't end the game quickly. Um, so in a way, yeah, it's a similar mechanic, if that's what you were thinking. Uh, in bet- in Betrayal, every time you flip a haunt card or sorry every time you flip a tile that has the haunt symbol on it you have to roll um a bunch of dice at the end of your turn and get a total value equal to or less than the or is it equal to or greater than it's 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 one of those two it's greater than it's greater than equal to or greater than the number of haunts that have been 
um, the number of haunts revealed on tiles, but all that does is trigger the haunt, which is where the the betrayal mechanic comes in. But but like it's not like the it's not like when you hit or don't hit that value, the game either continues or ends. Like it doesn't end. You just simply phase to the next phase. In betrayal, like it, you get the next phase, and the next phase could be complete madness like you That's don't true oh, yeah. it's, it's hard to say what is going to happen in the next one and it could have like I, i've i've been involved in uh betrayal games where like the the monster is trapped in a basement and everyone just like walks out the front door and you're like true. oh true cool so i mean i, I remember i don't know <laughs> I remember being an old man stuck in an elevator with everyone and some dynamite <laughs> oh lord <laughs> But I, I, didn't go I, well. I think the difference there is that when you when you play a game of betrayal, like you you kind of get mentally prepped for like I don't know what's going to happen. No one does. We'll just have to roll with it. I hope you're okay with that. Whereas in this, you're kind of like you know you're you're going along and you're you're doing this thing. You have this these actions being being used up in a way, and and there's not that many random things going on. And then all of a sudden at the end, you're just kind of like kicked kicked down um yeah but i don't know i still i feel like it's probably a a little bit better a system than just like a hard end because i do think that they're trying to you know light a fire under you Mm -hmm. um and i and it and it's it's interesting because i feel like if they're if our if our paths had been reversed you might be more inclined to give this a positive a positive look because like you wouldn't have been the ones that had died (laughs) (laughs) true i don't yeah i don't know it's just like it just seems odd that it's like that one thing is what kind of like triggers well, your. But Adam your, hates you dice. Know. In general. I hate. I hate that. I just hate those sorts of mechanics. I don't care. I don't mind dice, but like, give me a way to 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 like adjust them. Give me a way to mitigate poor rolls. Give me a reroll. Give me a a, a plus one minus one. Give give me something. Right. This whole just like, nope, you rolled poorly. Fuck you. You're done like that. It it kills me inside and I hate it. And every single board game that does that, like when I run into that mechanic, I automatically am like, man, I yeah. would rather avoid this moving forward. I just think we're better than that. We've moved past that. I think that's part of the I, I yeah, but I and I'm going to poke at you. The last thing I'm going to the last <laughs> I know the last poke I'm going to give you, though, is you're. When you play D&D, you're based on dice, sure. right? When you play, there's lots of games that are based on dice. And I get that you don't like that. That's like, you don't like not being I love D&D. That, like, I know. That's a, that's a bad example. <laughs> but that's my point. My point is, is that you're okay with dice in certain situations. But like, if so, I roll poorly on one roll in D&D, it doesn't just completely spin my game off into oblivion. Sure it does. <laughs> yeah you got death saves you got one you got I mean, you got you, you you fail one and then you get a one on your next death save and you're dead you're dead forever it's true it's true i'm gonna say yeah i think that you just i think you're you're very colored by your feeling about dice is what it comes down to and that's fine don't get me wrong there's things that i'm i turn my nose up to very quickly too just based on uh, what i like so but I, like yeah. it's also i mean to say to say uh, to say things like we're better than this like I don't know what the developers intended when they built this, but like it seems if they if they don't want their game to be forgiving, then I mean that's their decision. Like it's not it's not like they didn't know that plus ones minus ones didn't exist or something. Like I don't know. It just I get that you're I get that you're not a fan, but I don't think that it's fair to say that this 
I, I you hate it. I get it, but I don't think that makes it bad. It just right. makes it unforgiving, right? Like, True. Yeah, which I I think was what they were going for. It's unforgiving, but you have maybe a chance to not die this. Round. I mean, I could have died a, a thousand times because I was just like I was pushing it every single time. We <laughs> oh, you we, were pushing the limit. I had those man. five health. He's got nothing to lose except you know getting hit by a rock. <laughs> but that's why I hung around Debbie a lot. She had yes. the bandages. And bandages help that, apparently. And she can move, yeah. I'll just bandage you up. That'll help those ribs. Uh, but there's you're still- just, You're all splints, <laughs> walking around like a little stick man. The splints only make me stronger. <laughs> Justin, you haven't had a chance to uh, to tell us what you think. Tell us what you want, what you really want. Yeah, no, I, I, I actually uh, enjoyed it. I, I wasn't sure what to think of it at first, Um because it took us a while to actually encounter the horror, the unnamed horror. So it was just like, oh, we're just we're just caving. We're just caving. We're running around exploring this cave. Why does that man have a gun? Who knows? Let's just keep exploring. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so I, I was just kind of having fun as the leader, you know, giving people extra actions. And just I didn't really leave the main area uh, for a while. And then I'm like, oh, no. The exit's somewhere out there. So I better go, you know, meet up with those guys so they don't leave me to die. <laughs> um, I mean, we did it anyhow, but... I, but sh- sure. y- you did. You did. You did. You did. It's very... It's, it'll haunt me. Uh, <laughs> why did you guys decide to go... In, I can't remember why you decided to go in that one direction. <laughs> uh, well, I thought we would meet up so we could explore faster. Yeah. Because there was a rock slide right, where right. we went this way because there was like rock slides in between because you and Debbie had run really far ahead. It was absolutely my um, choice that i mean you guys would have we would have never connected anyhow given the way that the the tiles but we could worked, have but we didn't know that yeah right exactly have. we didn't know that and that was a decision that i made to cut us off yeah <laughs> um, I, I just didn't yeah i don't know that i yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was almost um, like it was almost like debbie was uh debbie's character was married to one of the other characters and wanted to get all the money in an yeah, insurance right. scam right. just left him to they never came out. out no no don't go looking for them they never made don't out. go in there there's monsters no for real yeah. for real you guys there's monsters <laughs> there's no dateline in this oh, right no. in the board game there's there's um, no dateline no. it's fine and yeah, alternate universe seems like a good kickstarter um, idea <laughs> subterra dateline the day after <laughs> Just, that's what you call the board game. Yeah. Anyway, you were uh, settling in like your group session. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I was saying um, it. A lot of it, e- even though none of you will admit it, reminds me of Level Seven Escape without a lot of the fiddly bits that never really made a lot of sense. It kept it more streamlined. You said I wouldn't admit it, like like I wasn't agreeing with you yesterday. What's up with that? I, I well. That you'll admit level seven escape even exists anymore, I think. Oh no, it exists. Oh, yeah. It was just not very good. It's, um, just, it's just bad. Yeah. yeah well, anyway, carry on. Um <laughs> Yeah. And then with a little, you know, healthy dose of uh forbidden uh desert or forbidden islands and you know, something like pandemic with the unique actions that each hero gets. Uh, and you kind of form your team and you can take them all. Um and even kind of had a little bit of that pandemic uh, hard end with every time you're drawing a disaster, whereas in pandemic, you're drawing from the you know pandemic deck. And once that thing runs out, it's over. Um, so it has a nice little like way you can kind of see how much time you have. You can see the giant stacks stack of uh, tiles you have to get through. And I, I like how it kind of mixed that 
risk reward from exploring and pushing into that tile and maybe getting stuck in a rock slide. Uh, but sometimes it can be good because maybe it's the best way to get through that squeeze so you don't have to mm-hmm. spend uh, your entire action squeezing through. Um, and, you know, maybe maybe that rock slide tile, you know, card won't come up. Maybe I'll be okay this round. Maybe Maybe the leader will give me an action please uh and I, I like how it does that sort of that that fun risk reward thing where at first you're just kind of you know whatever just explore 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 and then you kind of get into you know you're you've taken a little bit of damage from a couple uh couple tremors uh, maybe you got stuck in a gla- gas cloud and all of a sudden you become a little more cautious like do and i you know we're running out of time but i I'm, i really don't want to explore maybe i'll just i'll just reveal that tile and let someone else go first um so yeah i, I felt it, it it worked really quite well uh, I, I i enjoyed it it uh, was a nice kind of exploring the cave the i guess the only thing that felt kind of weird was the the horror element i mean you probably could have just replaced that with a, a flood that was slowly pushing towards you and so you had to constantly push out but i mean it, it fit the theme and maybe it fits in with the rest of the expansions um but otherwise yeah pretty fun i uh you know i didn't i don't i mean i don't mind randomness in general uh sometimes it can feel mean but uh i thought the dice worked all right to kind of give you a chance of you know surviving a little bit longer pushing yourself a little bit further even though you knew you would probably fail that dice roll because dice are mean um well they are they, and they uh, are. yeah no, that's that, that that's kind of what i thought it was uh it was yeah, it was a fun little game that kind of it didn't do anything new i don't think but it it took aspects from a lot of other co-op games and uh worked them together quite well so that's exciting i didn't sandbag myself nearly as badly as i thought i did no, no, you're just no? you're just inundated because you live with it, probably. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love my husband. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm cut. Uh-huh. I'm cutting that out. Oh. <laughs> did anybody look at the expansions? Otherwise, uh, like I did. Yeah. Yeah. Anything stand out to uh, you that was that changes it? Yeah. Well, investigation adds sort of like. Um, I, I kind of just gave them a brief yeah. browse. Yeah. I didn't go look in depth. An investigation adds sort of a uh, there's like a murder investigation aspect, as the name goes, uh, where you're trying to figure out a little bit what's going on. And I think it adds some items that you can use to help in that investigation. You have to try to like find clues. Uh, and then annihilation and extraction kind of turn it into Resident Evil, okay. where you're going in an extraction, like uh, the military somebody from the military is being sent to get you out um so there's a new they, they all had new characters but that one's more about uh he's a little more combat focused and it adds a little more uh, variety to the horror and uh annihilation is you going into the cave to annihilate, annihilate the, the horror so you're you're actually going into the cave to try to destroy it and remove it Guns like a boss horror or what uh no it's it's more like you the one guy, like the guy, the special character that you get in Annihilation basically looks like a an exterminator uh, mixed with a fire bat from StarCraft. Sure. Uh, and you're going in and you're trying to burn out the layers. Weird. Cool. Right. So there's no, it doesn't really add like a boss combat thing. It's more of a reversed exploration, I guess. Right, right, right. It's more like you have to find all the, all the uh, tiles that have horrors. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Weird. 
we've become uh, the yeah, Yorkin. Yeah, and then you each have more, more tiles and more and add items and stuff. See, that's what I'm excited about. That's the part that I'm like, that gets me all fired and up. And I think the last one, Incubation, adds a um, traitor mechanic, but I'm not 100% sure. You become the monster. Yeah. Ooh. Oh you know what? Maybe I think the, need to leave someone behind. I think the monster is your subconscious, personally. I don't think there's actually anything in the cave. I think that you yeah. just, you know, Maybe we're it's the all monster. in your mind. Yeah. You know? Dude. Yeah. If you think about Dude. it. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Anyone got cheesies? <laughs> no, those sound pretty cool. Um, yeah, so just to go into sort of reviews here... Um, my, I'm usually on a keep or not keep scale. Normally what we do is we try to, or I, I try to, uh, normally what I try to do is to say whether I would keep this in my collection or not, uh, basing that scale a long time ago on playing games that we own and we're frequently playing games that we don't. So, um, I sort of just go with as, as if I had owned this, like if I owned this, I think I'd probably keep it around. I like co-op games. I think this one had a neat little it's got a f- fun i'm going to put fun in air quotes uh little theme to it you know um cave exploration is uh deeply terrifying to me mm-hmm. and uh so it it works in that respect um it's different enough i think that it's yeah, you know i could bust it out and the expansions sound like they they could add some stuff so it sounds pretty cool um i probably won't pick it up uh just because it's i don't know it seemed it seemed a bit um you know, it was, it was a good time and I definitely played again and I'd like to try the expansions and they might change my mind on that. Um, but in terms of like the physical game, probably not. I have a lot of co-op board games that I think play better and lead to more fun. And, you know, this one was kind of long-ish and uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's just, I don't know. There was something about it. I had a, I had a really good time with it. Um, I'd recommend giving it a shot if you're interested in this sort of thing. Um, but for me, I probably won't go pick it up right away. Uh, and, uh, and, and, but I'd like to try out the expansions for sure. It's, it was, it was a neat little, neat little game, I think. And I do love me some co-op. Uh, Justin, what did you think? Hey, I'm also trying to stick on the, uh, would I keep it if I had it? I don't own this one. At least I don't, I don't think I do. Uh, ooh, that, that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's bad, my collection. Bad sign, buddy. Bad yeah, it's a bad sign, right? Uh, but I, yeah, no, I, I actually quite enjoyed it. I thought it worked in a lot of those, those, um, co-op mechanics in really well. And I felt like all the characters were, you know, impactful and they had a defined role and there were some neat combinations that you could probably do with them. Um, I like that it plays up to six, which is nice. A lot of co-op games have a hard cap at four. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I like the theme of the kind of exploring the cave and doing some spelunking and, uh, you know, not really knowing what you're going to run into next. And that risk reward, uh, mechanic, I, I feel plays really well with, with a lot of co-op games, uh, because, you know, it's you making that decision, whether or not you want to go into that room and, and maybe die. And, uh, then everyone else has to try to come and save your ass. And I just, I just, I don't know. I, I like that. Because <laughs> you're and, usually the uh, one that's getting saved. <laughs> no, well, not in this case. No, yeah. 
No, you did hold back for quite a while. I, I did. I did. did. I, was, I was a team player. Mm-hmm. But I like that it gives you that decision. Like sometimes in pandemic, your turn can be decided by committee. Oh, you're the medic. You need to go here and do this. No, no, you can't go do that. We'll, we'll lose. It's just you're, that's what you have to do. Um, whereas in this one, you know, you can choose which way you want to go and what to do. You might have the other, everyone else chirping in your ear. But in the end of the day, you could be the one that finds the exit and it doesn't matter what they said. Uh, so it's, I like that it has that, uh, you know, it's your decision uh, in a co-op game. And yeah, so no, I didn't, uh, felt like a great risk reward mechanic. I'm sure I said that already. I'm probably repeating myself, but uh, no, I actually really quite enjoyed it. I'm actually interested in uh, maybe picking up a copy and or checking out Subterra 2, which I know is or was on Kickstarter. Was. Or maybe it's already out. I don't know. It was. It was. Okay. I don't. I don't know if it's out yet. Um, oh, probably not. Because it closed. It's probably delayed for another three years. Just based on lo- a quick look at it, it looked like the fulfillment was expected to happen around March of twenty twenty one. Oh, okay. So push oh, okay. push that by six months because of COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For retail, yeah. No kidding. Uh, yeah. So I'd probably check out Subterra two. Um, and see what it adds or changes and see kind of maybe which is the definitive version uh, that I would, I would, uh, I would like more. Um, But yeah, it has some, some good mechanics. Um, The horror, I don't, it kind of doesn't feel that, that, that well-developed, at least in the base game, but um, it's, it's, it it helps, it helps a keep things moving. That's for sure. Um, So yeah, no, uh, it's a, pretty good solid game uh, that i'd be interested in uh getting for myself so uh yeah if if you're interested in um sort of a different take on the co-op game genre and you don't mind a little bit of push your luck randomness uh that comes with the nature of this game um it's a pretty solid recommendation for me uh, how about you adam <laughs> surprise surprise i am not picking up this game uh I I think it's fine. It's a it's a passable game. It's just it's it's absolutely not for me. Give me a way to to mitigate some of the ridiculous randomness and then we can start talking. As it stands right now, I personally feel that there are just better games for for everything that this thing is trying to do, everything that I would be looking for. Um yeah, but with that being said, I mean, like to put a number on this thing, it's it's like a five and a half. I mean, it's like I said, it's it's passable. It's a game, <laughs> you know. It just I I would just rather play a lot of other things. I would be more than willing to try it with the expansions. Maybe that changes things. I'm talking specifically about base game play and base game play alone. And for that, it's a five and a half. Um, not for me, Debbie. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So for me, I, we're talking base game. As long as we're talking base game, I'm, I, it's, there are really good aspects to it. And there are things that, um, that I like about it. I find it base game wise, fairly similar, like to, you know, some other games. Um, there are differences in what it does, which is kind of cool. You know, it's, it's nice to have a little bit of a change. Um, and like I said, I enjoy the theme, um, feeling like Indiana Jones when you've grown up on Indiana Jones is kind of fun. I, uh, so I, 
I give this a four out of five. If you get the chance to play it, do it. It's nothing mind blowing. It's nothing super exciting. Like I said, the big driver behind this for me is the expansions. Um, where this game sounds like it goes is what I'm excited about. Um, and that's where you're probably going to start to hear a little bit more fire from me. And I'll probably be a little more, uh, definitive, I think, on my, on my rating. Um, because this is, you know, I mean, it's not meh. Like it's, de- it's not there. It's definitely good. It, it's a, there's lots of things that it does well. It's just not exciting enough for me. And that's what I'm hoping to get out of those expansions. So yeah, that's it. That's all. Wonderful. Cool. Cool. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you want to get a hold of any of us, you can hit us up at collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at CGS podcast, and you can find me on Twitter at team rage Tom. If you want to get a hold of me, um, if you like this episode, what you can do is you can share it around and that would be great. Thanks. Thanks in advance. You're awesome. Uh, Justin, you got anything for us? Uh, hey, well, if you want to get a hold of me and tell me about your favorite caving adventure, you can find me on Twitter at Don't Trust Justin and uh, let me know. How about you, Debbie? So you guys can get me at, at Mrs. Wynn, that's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter. And just like uh, Tom said, you guys can get us as a group on Twitter at CGS Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. We'd like to hear what you like, what you don't like, if there's anything you think we should try. So we are going a year strong online, guys. Uh, we have access to things like Tabletopia, uh tabletop simulator, board game arena, things like that. So we have access to some games that we wouldn't normally have access to. So if there is something that you think that we should try, let us know. Give us the opportunity to do us before Tom locks us down in our basements when we're in person and have to start playing our own games again, because that's no fun. You don't get a shop when you own it already. Yeah. So let us know. Adam, how about you? Hey guys, you can catch uh, me on social media at For the Win, F O R T H E W H Y N. You can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash For the Win, same spelling. Um, I'm on there Thursday and Friday nights. Thursday and Friday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday mornings at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Uh, we just wrapped up the Walking Dead uh, Telltale series. I originally thought I was going to be playing some games in between, and then I got hooked on them. Interesting games. Uh, the VODs are still up. You can still you can go check those if you want. We will be starting this. Uh, we will be starting right away. Yakuza 7 Like a Dragon. Um, never played a Yakuza game before, so come tell me about your favorite. I think they're called Pound Mates. Mm, kind of weird, but anyways, come check it out. Thanks. <laughs> Buckle up, man. Buckle yeah, up. Yeah, apparently. Jeez. All right, that's about it for us. Uh, thank you so much for listening again, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Uh, we will be back at you next week with something fun. Thanks again. Bye. 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 Bye.